Hey, welcome to the slot. It's disclaimer time. There's going to be swearing in this, so if you've got kids around, poppers in your ears. There's going to be spoilers, so if you haven't seen the latest episode, go away, watch that now, and come back and listen to us. And finally, we are not associated with Fremantle, Foxtel, Showcase, or Wentworth. We are just a couple of fans doing this for fans. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the slot. I'm here with my buddy Al, and we have a special guest for you today. His name is Rick James, the super freak of Australia. He is Rick James, the actor extraordinaire, extra model, and a TV presenter. He is now currently in maybe, what, one band, is it, Rick? Or two? Just one band. Just one at the moment. Okay. Rick oh, is just known one for... band and just one TV show and just everything else it is not just one tv show it's probably one of the best tv shows they have out there in australia yeah of course. so well rick is known for gold diggers it was a short film by al mehensevic 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 terrible when it comes <laughs> to names terrible and he was also in three ages of sasha by pro bear Rick first came on the scene in Wentworth in season three. Yeah, when did you first come into Wentworth? It was the episode where uh, the riot took place in the yard. Oh, okay. They burnt the messages. With uh, Maxine being like, back off yeah. with the broom handle. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. I don't think so. I think it was much earlier than that. I think it was the first time when uh, Governor Ferguson wanted to strike out all smoking because that's, that's what the, the uh, management want oh is, was it the same episode oh okay yeah that's true yeah, you're right you're right yeah okay i watched it the other day that was a good episode the, the first one that i filmed was the first scene that i filmed was the one with the um was the riot because i was one of the riot guards in the riot gear um but that was the mm. first time i was on set but that may have shown up in a different episode if you know what i mean so yeah yeah, it's not filmed in sequence. Oh. oh, I see. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's great. So, Rick, can you tell us a little bit about yourself besides what I said? Is there anything else I missed? Like, when did you start acting? Uh, I started back in 2008, I think it was, um, mm. in a TV series called Underbelly, um, which was quite big over here about um, the gangland wars in Melbourne. Right. Um, so, yeah, I had a couple of uh, extras roles in that um, just to kick me off, which was good. It was a, quite an iconic TV show. Everybody knows about Underbelly over here. And they went on to make... Yeah, uh, I watched I it. it about a, oh, did you? Yeah, so it was about a 10, I think a 10-episode sort of mini-series. And then there's been several spin-offs since of different shows to do with it. So yeah, and actually a couple of... Um a couple of Wentworth characters are actually in the series too. I could name off a few. Daniel Cormack is one. Yep. And then um, Aaron Jeffrey, who yes. played Mr. Fletcher, yes. he was in it. Also, Susie Porter was in it. Yes. And um, uh, I think there were a few others that I don't really. Yeah, I think... Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't remember, but that's great. Yeah, I think Susie Wonderful. was in Underbelly Razor, which was. Um... Mm-hmm. Based yes. back in the twenties or something like that, nineteen twenties or even earlier, I can't remember. Um, and then you had yes. Underbelly Squizzy was another one, which was a Melbourne-based one. So I was in that. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, okay. Underbelly Badass was that was um, 
Aaron Jeffrey, and then he also yes. he also played um, Chopper Reed in the last of the underbelly. Yeah, that's right. He was Chopper. Yeah, in the last of the underbelly. So yeah, he actually, was Chopper. Why did you want to become an actor? Yep. So when I was I was running my own business in personal training, boot camps, and all that sort of stuff, and was looking for a way to market uh, the business without spending big dollars because I was working full time and trying to run the business sort of the first thing in the morning and then last thing at night. Yeah, I know how that feels. Yeah, saw an ad and went, oh, maybe I could, you know, do this was through an agency. So contacted the agency and um, went from there. I've had three, four different agents over the years. I uh, don't have one now because I just work directly mm. for Free Metal Media. Um, yeah, so that's basically how it came about. So what are the benefits of being your own person and just working directly for the employer and as opposed to having an agent? Uh, we don't pay agency fees. We don't have to pay out for expensive headshots every 12 months. Um, you don't pay commissions, obviously, to, to an agent. But at the same time, okay. unless you're really active, um, you probably won't pick up as much work. But if you're active, um, yeah, the sky's the limit. So you have um, different profiles out on different programs like Star Now and um, things like that where people advertise <coughs> all the jobs like acting jobs that are coming up and, and what have you um, or they can just look at your profile okay. if they've yeah. got something coming up they can see your profile and they can contact you and say hey would you be interested in you know doing this so there's been a few of those as well that I've done over the years. Mm. Do you think it's benefited you more by doing it this way or... I think that um, at the very start, I think you probably need to have an agent just to get, right. get you started, get you involved in the industry, get your small bits and pieces to do. And then mm-hmm. I think once you sort of develop your skills, I think if you're going to go into it as a full-time type scenario, then you need to probably go to acting classes, um, uh, mm. you know, do all those sort of master classes, get a proper agent because they're different agents. There's agents that look after um, extras and models and TV and then you've got other agencies that don't cover any of that stuff. All they look for is, you know, small parts, major parts um, in acting. So there's a couple. Wow, that's a lot. There's a couple of different ways to go. So what do you think is the most important lesson you've learned through this experience? Um, I think you've got to be able to be yourself when you're acting, even though you're being someone else. I know that sounds weird, but if you act too much, like someone you're portraying, you can sort of lose the reality of it and it's not believable. So I think you'd better sort of get yourself inside the character and go, and just, it's funny because like I'm Wentworth, for instance, you know, when I'm walking around, I'm the sort of guy, a bit like Robbie, you know, I like to have a bit of a joke, have a bit of a laugh, throw out the dad jokes or one. <laughs> yeah. well, sort of but as soon as, as soon as they go, okay, we're going to rehearse, you know, we'll do a run through or whatever, you kind of switch on to, I'm a badass prison guard and I'm going to have a scowl on my face all the time and all that sort of stuff, yada, yada, yada. And you sort of, you've got to, you've got to fall into the character and then as soon as it's cut, you go back to telling jokes and trying to be funny. And Robbie's very good at that. Robbie does that very, very well himself. Oh, okay. I mean, we've heard that there's quite a lot of like fun and joking on set. Oh, yeah. Is it sometimes hard to keep a straight face in those serious scenes? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. You've got to, um, <laughs> you've got to have that fun because it's a lot of the scenes you do are very intense and you know, you can actually feel how intense they are as if it's a real situation. That's really interesting. Mm, so you just got to lighten it up. Yeah. So how did, how did you, uh, 
apply for the job for Wentworth? How did you know about that? That came through my last agent that I had. Um, so okay. I, I went in and you know, did all the um, auditions and stuff like that and got it from there. So can you tell us a little bit about the tattoos you have? Are they real or are they just like... Oh, no, no, they're all real. All right. <laughs> do any of them have uh, any... Do they have any type of meaning? Maybe the only They're one... really nice, by the way. I, I just want to add that. No, no, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. um, I, had, I do have the Nike swoosh on the back of my neck, um, which obviously yes. stands for just do it. And that's probably my motto is to just do it. And it was kind of yeah. cool when everyone was getting these Chinese symbols on the back of their neck and nobody really knew what they meant, um, unless you were Chinese. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I figured this is what I got was a universal symbol. Everybody knew what it meant. Um, and of course, I was a personal okay. trainer at the time as well. So it kind of all sort of fell into place, but the rest of the um, tattoos, I had old tattoos when I was about 17, when I was in the army, and um, hmm. I started to get old and faded, okay. so I decided to get them covered up, and then right. it just kind of went from there, just went full sleeve, then full chest, then full back, and then full ribs on both sides. Ow. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, they're not, <laughs> they don't feel the greatest when you're getting them done, but that's okay. So one down my left-hand side is all, yeah. all dragon-related, all down the left-hand side of my body. Okay. And down the right-hand side is all water, mm. as in sharks, whales, serpents, koi fish. Oh, that's cool. Um, nice. Green turtles. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Oh, that's great. And a large octopus on the That's my next tattoo, actually. Oh, you're going to get a tattoo? No, not me. Pass. I'm going to I'll do I'm feet. Get an octopus. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Yeah, that's my next one. So I just want to pimp out Rick a little bit because he's such a nice guy and after I pimp him out I do have a question in regards to that you guys can follow Rick on Instagram his handle is rickj66 um, he's a wonderful cook I hope that one day if I'm blessed and I can go over there to see uh, all of the actors and stars I could just you know send him a little message and say hey can you give me like a brisket sandwich or something just <laughs> on the side and I'll come pick it up I'll even pay you <laughs> I'll pay you, no problem, you know, because it, it, following his uh, Instagram makes me very, very hungry. And um, <laughs> in in regards to that, Rick, what are, you, what are your plans, like, after Wentworth? Because it's great that we have two more seasons, but, you know, unfortunately, nothing great lasts forever. What are your plans after? Or what are your retirement plans, if I should be so bold and nosy to ask? No, no, that's fine. Um, I think as far as the acting side of things go it all depends on my sort of workload um that i have at the moment so that's that's a big um decision maker i suppose as far as that is concerned as far as retirement goes i hope to start up my own business smoking ribs and briskets and things like that nice start off small yeah. start off small and then we're going to sort of maybe branch out into um Festivals, we have a lot of festivals over here, um, like rock festivals, beer festivals, okay. all that sort of stuff through summer, through mm. the summer months, um, and markets, you know, right. markets and stuff. So um, <clears throat> the idea is to maybe down the track uh, purchase one of those big um, industrial type uh, smokers on a trailer, which you just drag around with you to different places and, oh, and yeah. serve the meat directly, mm. directly out of that. So that's one. That's have you seen this thing on um, 
on YouTube of people like uh, making jerky in old filing cabinets. Oh, really? Old filing cabinets? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. They're... I think I have seen something like that because the filing cabinets just work like a, an upright smoker, really. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to steal some from work when they get rid of them. Oh, mm. good idea. Well, Could be a market. You can actually cold smoke cheese and stuff through there as well. Oh, really? I mean, I oh, live in a flat, so I don't know how successful it's going to be without evacuating the building. Well, I mean, as long as, wow. you, we'll as, long as you get to eat it, I guess. <laughs> That's the main thing That's for nice. me. I do have an interesting question for you, Rick. Uh, you put yourself out there and you're extremely friendly with the fans and we do appreciate that. Does it concern you sometimes that you may come across certain fans or individuals who want to just be your friend or talk to you because they want some inside information? Um, <clears throat> I don't think it bothers me because I'm pretty straightforward and upfront that I can't tell anybody you know, any information about the show or upcoming episodes or upcoming seasons or, you know, I can tell you the basics mm. that, you know, we're not mm. filming until October now and generally the stuff that's already out there anyway. So I don't get a lot of inside information. I love everybody in the show. I really think the acting is great, even down to the people who don't speak because they just play their part so well. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. I want you to know that. Because I don't, I don't think a lot of the um, supporting cast members get all of that love, but they do have it. The fans do acknowledge that. It's just, you know, the majority of them focus on their favorites. But yeah, I think I can speak for a lot of fans. We do appreciate you guys for what you do right now. Yes. I just wanted to say, so I the other day I was going through um, old seasons of Wentworth I was watching the scene where um Ferguson tells all the screws that you know there's no smoking allowed anymore <laughs> and Rick your face in yes! that scene <laughs> is a picture it's amazing and I did screen cap it um <laughs> Yeah, I think I posted it in the group, and then uh, Romy you? she she reposted it in her group because it was hilarious. It was awesome. Yeah, and that's well, at least I thought and, so. And that's one of the things. Like with, you might not be saying anything, but you know the cameras there, so you know that you can't just look and just go, yeah, whatever. You've got to look and go, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> you, you, how, you know how bad this is going to make my job knowing that you're doing that. Um. And you've got to, you, know, you, have to somehow, you have to somehow portray that without being able to speak. It's like, I guess it's like charades. Um, you play a game of charades and you can't, yeah. you can't use words. You can't say anything. But you've got to convince the other person of what yeah. you're doing. And I think that being an extra um, sometimes is a bit like that. You've got to be able to do it. Because if you don't have facial expressions, um, you won't go anywhere. I actually remember doing one of the first shows I did was one with Nicole where she played a, um, a young police sort of SWAT type member. Rush. Rush, that's the one. I couldn't think of the name of it. Rush. Yeah, yeah right. Rush. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, in, I was in a few episodes of Rush. One, I was a, a police sergeant. Yeah, um, I saw you. And then there was another one where it was one of the first sort of three episodes, I think, where the girl jumped off the roof of a building in the city. Um, uh-huh. The two young kids had stolen his dad's Mercedes Benz. They yes. crushed it. Uh-huh. They killed his father. Uh-huh. I think. Yeah, I so that one. I remember yes. being in that one, and I remember watching it on TV. And 
they filmed, I was part of a small gathering of people watching what was going on. And then they filmed when they said, okay, the bodies are going to hit the ground, make a reaction. And mm. they made the, the sound of a splat. And my face was all over the screen because they picked my, um, <laughs> my expressions. They just went, that's it. That's the expression we want. So that was pretty exciting because that was, I reckon it was probably one of the first times I'd ever seen myself on TV. So it was kind of exciting back then. Oh, we'll have to go back and screen cap that one, I think. Yeah, I'm sure I've got it. I'm <laughs> sure I've got it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we'll, we'll have to post it. Oh, my gosh. And do a caption. Yeah, it's probably episode two. Oh, yeah, it can go in this episode thread. Episode two or three of the first season of Rush, which was another good show. Yeah, it was one of the earlier ones. Yeah, it is a great show, actually. It's yeah. a shame that they ended it so quick. So I do have I do have another question, if you don't mind. Um, the the fact that now the uh, subsidies for these great shows, like they only the government only pays up to what season seven? It's up to on like shows hundred episodes or something like that. Eighty episodes. I can't remember. 80, oh, okay. Something around eighty to a hundred episodes. And that's when they've got to get financial backing. They've got to get sponsors. Why? Why did they decide to do that? Because I mean, Wentworth is such a great show. I mean, it could probably go on for more than a hundred episodes. Oh, for sure. But the problem is that they've got a other people are bringing ideas to um, Screen Australia and, okay. and the rest of it. So they've got to take a look at those and go. Well, we can't fund every show that comes on Australian television. Otherwise, we no money. Um, <clears throat> so what they do is they, right. they fund something. They go, okay. It's like any business. You go, okay, I've got a startup business. This is yeah. what this is what it is. Here's, okay. You know, here's a, a snapshot of what it is. Will you fund it? And then all these shows get sent into Screen Australia, I think it is, and then they go, okay, or Screen Victoria, whichever it may be, and they go, okay, we'll fund that one, we'll fund that one, and we'll fund that one. Once they're up and running, okay. and they're running on their own, basically, and they've become a hit or whatever it may be, then you've got to get funding from other places and... Um, you know, other production companies that want to pay money into it and, and all the rest of it. So, I'm hoping that that somebody will pick it up, like uh, especially like an online streaming service, because that's where Wentworth has really, really made its audience. Mm. Well, if, sure. you, if you have a look at Neighbours, Neighbours changed yeah. from Channel Ten to Channel Eleven because it was going it was sliding off the scale. Nobody really wanted it, was all that excited about watching it. Uh, it went yeah. from the main channel down to a lesser right. channel. Um, and everyone thought it was going to be yeah. wound up. I was actually one of my clients when I was doing personal training was actually one of the writers of Neighbours. And um, he said to me, the only thing oh. that saved it was that one of the TV networks in England um, bought the rights and that gave them another five oh, years. Oh, yeah, Channel 5. Yeah, Ch Channel 5, yeah. Channel 5 yeah, in, yeah. in England. So <clears throat> yeah. I guess if Channel 5 were to turn around to Fremantle Media and say, hey, we, we need another five episodes, another five seasons of Wentworth, here's, here's the cash I like, um, then that's, that could happen. Oh, so that's who we've got to lobby then. Well, that's, that's, yeah, we have to lobby that. We have to let uh, the people in the, the fandom know about that. Well, we could only hope for the best. Well, that's right. Know, Nobody thought I mean, that they'd... you have something yeah. that's your favourite. Yeah, look, I mean, right up until the last minute, I think most people thought season seven was it. Hence why they had to rewrite. Yeah. Hence why they had to rewrite the last two, um, or at least the last episode. Because I know that I, I was filming 
that episode where um, where Liz had her stroke. <clears throat> so I, I was yes, oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. was in that scene um, when Ruby was looking for mm-hmm. someone and um, whatever happened there. And oh. I know that after we filmed that, there was what was it? And it was Kev Carlin, so it was it was either going to be the ninth episode or the tenth episode, because that's how it always works. Yeah. But then I heard later that they were still yeah. filming, like a month later. So they obviously had to. Oh, because they'd gone back and. Yeah, so they'd actually mm. they'd actually gone back and gone. Okay, well, this is this is what we'll do if it continues. Oh, so that's interesting that Liz was gonna die anyway. Yes. Yeah. The story, oh. with, the story with Liz is quite sad, and it's. It, sort of hit uh, quite true to me because I've got a sister who's, um, I think she turned 60 this year, this, this November, mm-hmm. and she was diagnosed with um, early onset dementia about five years ago. Oh, oh my God, like, I'm so sorry. She was, you know, she was like 53, 54 or something like that. Um, oh. And, you know, she's at a stage yeah. now where she can't talk, um, she can't really walk, she doesn't really know who anybody is. <sighs> And she's not even 60, you know, and yeah. um, she lives a long way away from where I am. She's about eight hours away from where I am, so I can't sort of go and see her, mm. you know, to see how she's going and all the rest of it. And it's really been quite sad and quite hard. And so to watch Liz go through what she was going through was quite interesting for me because I had some discussions yeah. with Celia about it. I said, look, um, I, know what, I know what's happening in this, you know, in these scenes because and told her what was going on. And, and she was really lovely about it, you know, and she was asking me questions and, and mm, all that yeah. kind of stuff too. So it is a very, it is a horrible disease. Um, it, it, is. it was well portrayed. Yeah, I lost my mum to it. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah, so you'd understand as well. It's, it's just a debilitating, horrible, um, horrible, horrible thing. Mm. Yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah. And Miss Ireland yeah, played it rather well. She did an excellent she job. Did. Yeah, she did. It was really sad. It still hurts when I even think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a oh, very boy. sad state of affairs. But um, I think I told you guys about a book that came out about a serial killer. It was, um, the lady's name is Dulcie Bodsworth. And she, mm. she actually spoke to the writers of Prisoner back in the day. And they, they, mm. um, came up with Lizzie Birdsworth rather than Dulcie Bodsworth. And she was a serial killer who killed... Oh, okay. Yeah, so I don't know if you remember in the first, in Prisoner, um, she was a cook and she poisoned all um, the sheep shearers on a farm. Yes. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, Dulcie Bodsworth actually killed, um, or she actually killed about six or seven men over a period of time in, in Victoria and New South Wales. Um, it's called, the book's called oh, My, oh. My Mother, the Serial Killer. Mm. I'm reading that. Yeah, and you don't do, you <laughs> don't put two and two together until the very sort of last pages where it's written by the girl, uh, by Dulcie's daughter and then she explained, she okay. explained how um, the producers of, of Prisoner had come to her and she'd actually given them some information and that's where um, Lizzie Birdsworth came from. That's okay. so cool. I'm so glad we know that. Thank wow. you. Wow. Yeah, and I well, didn't, that's great info. I didn't know. I was just reading the book. I just I like to read true stories and um, true crime in Australia, just yeah. to get a bit of background on everything. And um, yeah, I was reading away and had no idea, and then all of a sudden it came up at the end, and I just went. Oh my God, there you go. Didn't put two and two together. We'll have to get oh, you to come on the uh, true crime episode that we're going to do of the slot. 
as well then if that's what you're into yeah look i just i enjoy the true i just like the true stories it doesn't have to be just about true crime but because i've done all the underbellies and mm. I've, I've done a few different shows where i've played prison guards and police and i already know the story but i don't know um the full story like animal kingdom for instance as i was in animal kingdom um yeah yeah so to learn about that one yeah to learn the full source yeah well they've, they've done a remake in america of animal kingdom um i think it's a series yes on netflix or something out of watching yes it. um i think it was on the regular channels but now it, it is on netflix like oh, okay. abc or something it was on yeah i was watching it on the plane uh-huh. coming back on the they you i'm pretty sure they use most of the same names as the australian characters but kind of weird because you're watching that going well hang on that was an australian family <laughs> it, happened, it happened it happened in south yarra in melbourne and in the end i couldn't watch it i just read i can't watch it it's, it's too conflicting to what i to what i know from animal yeah. kingdom the movie um which one you know sundance festival on a whole heap of different festivals yeah but great Great movie all the time. Oh, I'm going to have to check that out then, the Australian version of Animal Kingdom. I mean, the original version yeah, well, it's, it's a, of it's an Animal actual, Kingdom. It's an actual movie. It's not a, it's not a series. Okay. It's, it's quite good. Yeah, i got to check that out then. And then if you like those kinds yeah? of stories, okay. with, with that stuff, um, David Wenham uh, played Andrew Fraser in another show called Killing Time. I've heard of that. Yeah, so Andrew Fraser was the lawyer who looked after the guys in Animal Kingdom, so in that real story. Okay. And he ended up in jail because right. he, was, he was being paid by the criminals in drugs and he got hooked on cocaine and heroin and all that sort of stuff. So he, oh, ended, he ended up in jail um, for a number of years. Uh, but David Wenham, the actor, plays, plays that part, plays it quite well. Um, and I'm one of the prison guards in that show too. And I actually I get to play a scene with just David and myself um, when I release him from prison. But well, that was pretty cool. Okay. That was a pretty cool scene. I found it, so I'm going to be watching that later. Yeah, that's about, I think that oh, might be about 10 episodes. <laughs> so I'm giving you all your homework mm. now. You can. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm excited. We're going to have to get you back on to discuss these yeah. now we, when we've watched them. Yes, no problem true, at all. True. No problem at all. Wonderful. So, one last thing, Rick, because, you know, I'm also into it, but I think you're a bike enthusiast well motorcycle yes. guy yes i own a harley davidson v-rod muscle yes. 2015 yes. Yes. <laughs> i love it <laughs> <laughs> i don't ride that often and if i do it's, yeah i'll do country rides when i was younger i think i took my okay. cbr up to 190 one day kilometers an hour that's pretty quick <laughs> pretty yeah, quick say. <laughs> it's an amazing feeling because you get to the point yes um, this is a long time ago. You get to a point where you go, okay, if something happens, it happens. It's just such a freedom feeling that you're just going at 190. The wind's just yeah. pushing you backwards. You're just going, whatever. And um, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like you get to a stage where you just go, I don't care now. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I have arrived. Yeah. It's a phenomenal feeling. But not anymore. It's great. Oh. Not anymore. So, do you have anything else, Al? You wanna? I wanted to ask him about his um, uh, recent marriage, if that's okay, Rick. Oh, uh, yeah, it's um, three years now. Three years in November. Yep. So, yeah. So. And uh, you had um, Miss Upton. Oh, Sally Ann. Who married you? Married you guys. Yeah, Sally Ann yes. was our um, 
was our marriage celebrant on that day, which was pretty cool. She's um, she's so funny. She's she's more of a believe it or not, she's more of a comedian than a than an actor. She's a like quite a funny lady, very oh, yeah. very funny lady, um, mm. and really genuine too. Like she's she's a really genuine sort of person too, which is really nice. Um, but look, you know, all the, oh, all, the majority of the cast are like that. Majority of the cast that went with you. Yeah, that. I kind of get that impression. Yeah, look, I mean, you can go onto Neighbours and, um, you know, barely anybody will say boo to you. But when you're at Wentworth, <laughs> everyone's quite friendly and, and all the rest of it, which is quite good. Oh, Like a big family. That's, that's nice to hear. Like a big family. Even the, you know, the, the extras have nights where they all catch up and go out for drinks and stuff oh. like that. and yeah, I believe there's a, um, I saw online today, is there a Screen Star event in Australia, Melbourne or something in February? Yes, in Melbourne, yeah. yeah, February 22nd and 23rd, is in, uh, 2020. Is that in Melbourne? Yeah. It is yeah. in Melbourne? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yes, uh, Danielle Cormack and Nicole De Silva. Oh, right, eh? Yes. Yep, just the two of them. It's really good that um, now Screen Star has gone to Australia because, I mean, most of the fan conventions and things like that have been over in america and britain so it's really nice for australia to get something well that's the thing you know i've always wondered if they're trying to market the show to, mm. to get a bigger audience in melbourne um I, I i just can't understand why they couldn't run a day where you actually visit the set not when it's filming obviously yeah. but outside of yeah outside of filming well it would be i mean it'd be great because even if you only had a couple of the actors there um, but you had us guards walking around the place and making it feel like it was season yeah. and all that sort of stuff. I think that would have been really, really cool. But it's a way to also make a little bit extra money as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, thank you so much, Rick. No and problem. I just thank want to you. put out there, Rick needs some followers. Can you follow him on Instagram? Again, his name is rickj 66 He's a really nice guy. You'll get really hungry from some of his posts. Um, he's also in some of the groups. Thank you so much for coming on the show with us. You're welcome. We hope to talk Thank to you. you again soon where we yeah, can talk about true crime or something. No problem at all. You know, Thank you so no much. No worries. Thank you. Thanks, Rick. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye.